De ster van de stad, altijd dichtbij. RTV Maastricht. Welcome to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Um, this is Aki, your host, your co-host and tech for today. Um, and we have uh, actually have we have our guest and co- guest co-host for today, um, Elena, um, who is graduating from IARTS in Maastricht. Yes. Um, hi, my name is Elena Miteva, 
and um, I am currently in the end of my third year of interdisciplinary arts program in Maastricht and I am working on my project uh, on the topic of tech surveillance or surveillance capitalism um, and the song that you heard just now is by Dark Soft my uh, is called My Doom. Um, he it's an artist from Seattle and he just released his album Meltdown this year uh, that is um, I mean his art in general is a, uh, a lot revolving around this topic so I encourage you to check it out because it's cool um, and yeah um, our get our other guest is the sociologist Milena Stativo from Bulgaria. Um, hi Milena, if you can also introduce yourself a little bit. Hello Elena, <coughs> I'm Milena, Milena Stativa. I'm based in Bulgaria, but I don't see myself as a Bulgarian sociologist. Uh, my remit is uh, everywhere in the world. I'm, I have founded and I lead the organization or Orion Grid, which is intended to support activists, whistleblowers, investigative journalists, and so on, in their effort to uh, to make democracy work. Yeah, uh, cool. Thank you for this introduction. Very interesting. I also encourage you to check out uh, the Orion Grid um, online. And uh, yeah, so maybe we can start uh, in uh, introducing also the topic a little bit. So um, tech surveillance right now, I guess it's quite a big thing and privacy concerns. Um, especially I decided to choose this topic because of the beginning of the COVID pandemic as well, because a lot of our interaction and just um, life was pushed online. So I think right now it was very important for everybody to think about some uh, maybe existential questions. And yeah, basically I wanted to say just that, um, yeah, surveillance capitalism is a um, basically uh, get the collection of data, the mass collection of data um, that is used for profit and also um, yeah uh, can be coll is collected um, and uh, a lot of yeah d just the, the people that collected profit from it but they can also sell it to other organizations that can use it for their own benefits um, and maybe uh, Milena, can you say something about the like what you know about the history of the internet and surveillance? I think when we speak about surveillance, we have to go back to Foucault and the very origins of modernity because this is how the state was uh, organized, um, as Foucault says, as a panopticum to make us all visible and efforts have been building throughout the centuries to make us um, observable. And that happens uh, very easily in the hand. 
um, because we now have internet and all our lives are on the internet. Uh, so the ways in which not only the state, but those in power, those in, with money and um, power and control, can um, can observe us at any point. And um, as Foucault argues, that has always been the 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 goal of those in power <coughs> throughout modernity. Uh, I, I would strongly recommend Discipline and Punish, a very good book by by Foucault. But probably Elena has much more to say about how does this translate historically uh, into what we are observing now with the race of internet. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I think it's uh, just very interesting. Um, for example, I read uh, the other day that um, actually at the beginning of mass surveillance uh, was kind of started by the British and American government who um, were, yeah, just uh, it kind of started after the Watergate um scandal and they initially used it a lot for surveilling um, anti-Vietnam War uh, activists, for example. So, yeah, I think it's interesting because the narrative around this topic, um, when it comes from the side of uh, the corporations or their um, CEOs and stuff, it's always about how it's supposed like they're collecting this data to protect us from terrorists or to yeah just um catch the bad guys but um as i will talk a, a little bit more about it later um this is a little bit of a controversial statement because uh, there's a lot of evidence of surveillance being used against um, just people who are trying to oppose certain political interests and um, economic interests. Ooh, that is something that I w- that's something that I would definitely love to speak on a little bit later. Definitely, um, just I I mean it sounds something that sounds it's very familiar to me um, in the United from someone being from the United States and like just seeing all of these things that happen after these protests and how activists kind of just, just become disappeared. But that is something to speak on potentially after our next song, which will be, Elena, you introduce it, please? Yes, so the next song is um, Black Helicopters by Nonfiction. <laughs> all right, hope y'all enjoy. Yes. Time of his life, a capitalist with a communist wife. Started to fight and did the cats with guards into Christ. Hardly the type to get garbage advice. He was larger than life. 
penetrate the roof of your car with a spike. Brain by insane ex-marine, CIA, trade a renegade, assassin, androids. Half deployed pilot in black helicopter, choppers over Bosnia. Sniffing so much coke, nose is fucked up. Let a lot for all y'all buy. Stand the bag of ass jeans to hide your banger bang, but thug the fuck out. Hang with bass in your face, gag gangs, the governments. These other kids, it's like the drunk bitch to suck the hundred dicks. It's your party, big pride break. Plus the hook of lies, great. Slip another line to get your mind straight. Pull out the nine and start shooting people Money ain't the root of evil, it be much more than that America taught me how to kidnap and torture cats Exit the Stargate, initial perception quickens my heart rate This dark place, planet Earth, orbits one star I've come from a far, far away state of mind Open up your third eye, black helicopters in the sky Exit the Stargate, initial perception quickens my heart rate This dark place, planet Earth, orbits one star I've come from a far, far away state of mind Open up your third eye, black helicopters in the sky I need jeans so I can jet easier My crib's tapped, I suspect ether That's why I'm out of touch with the media Undercovers like Pete Seeger I couldn't tell neither Watching the projects with a van of speakers Peeping how my kids rest Banging my wrist for hours Surveillance tape pissing in King's Plaza Even got us after hours Drug parties, golden showers on the poor shiksa Work for the FBI so anytime I might whisper My scary team be like barely clean Rocking Israeli jeans That's why I'm mostly heard and rarely seen Realization soaked in urgency Can't escape history's pen, I'll be the worst than me Worst than me Exit the Stargate Initial perception quick is my heart rate This dark place, planet Earth, orbits one star I've come from a far, far away state of mind Open up your third eye Black helicopters in the sky Exit the Stargate Initial perception quick is my heart rate This dark place, planet Earth, orbits one star I've come from a far, far away state of mind Open up your third eye Black helicopters in the sky This copper in the city hopper like a rocker with binoculars took me these two rosters and I'm officer cap a hostage Said that we were imposters He said a patient government agent for the United Nations and Said that we had the provident information About the aliens, vegetarians, devils and Aryans These are civilized barbarians, we fucking bury them The roster said you pussy blood clot and got shot And I'm like fuck this, I'm going up spots Cause shit is hot, cause shit is hot. We know about the plan for the project for contraband Got bombs on Brazil so you can kill a conquer land You're drug trafficking, you new creation for disease To control the population in the states and overseas You put poison in the weed and the milk we feed our seeds You look shocked, that's a bot to know the plot of all of these Took his Glock, lit the shot When the bastard wasn't looking, threw him out Then the monster threw the chopper back to Brooklyn Exit the Stargate, initial perception quick is my heart rate This dark place, planet Earth, orbits one star I've come from a far, far away state of mind Open up your third eye, black helicopters in the sky Exit the Stargate, initial perception quick is my heart rate This dark place, planet Earth, orbits one star I've come from a far, far away state of mind Open up your third eye Black helicopters in the sky
Hello, everyone. Um, welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht. Uh, the song you listened to just now was Black Helicopters by Neon Fiction. And yes, I'm still here with, uh, with our guest co-host for today, uh, Elena. Uh, hi. Um, so the next question that I wanted us to talk about um, was what do you guys think of the argument that if you have nothing to hide, you shouldn't object to surveillance? Hmm. I, well, I, I mean, I'll, I, guess, I guess I'll speak first. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that I mean, I think I think that's a very interesting question. I mean, I think for one, I think it's an interesting it's an interesting framing. I mean, I think for one, why is someone else entitled to know certain informa- information about myself? But I think it's also, you know, I think it's there's a there's definite power imbalance in there. In there, you know, that means that someone has the power to surveil me. You know, generally, I don't have the power to know very much information about those people who are surveilling me. So I think, you know, if it's a human right. If I think I think I think I think if someone has the right to surveil, I think that privacy should be a real human right because of that imbalance. You know, I don't think that 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 that, that there should be that kind of power imbalance between myself and you know someone else. Um, Milena, maybe you could speak more on this potentially. I think there are at least two pro- problems. The first one, the most global one, is about uh, modernity being uh, still. Uh, a question of two powers that are being in a creative tension. The one is power and order, and the other one is uh, progress. And uh, order has always been um, trying to um, observe and monitor what progress is uh, doing uh, and to try and restrain it because this is putting a challenge on the order and the world in which we know uh, a bit of a conservative version about the second problem is that basically you are putting information online that you don't know about yourself. Uh, recent developments in surveillance are kind of making possible, for example, through your speech and language and narrative and storytelling to devise the DNA of your personality, things that you don't know. It's a bit like DNA, putting your DNA uh, to someone's disposal who knows much more about that and can be used for predictive purposes. And very often the third problem is that this control and order approach can be wrong because um, they rely on automation, they rely on their own human biases and mistakes, and they can get your intentions wrong. So basically, at any po- moment, the information about you can be uh, can be abused, and also, and that's happening quite often. The information about someone else can be put in your record, or the information about yourself can be mis- misinterpreted. So I I love the story about uh, sadly a German sociologist who has been put in jail because he has been using the information, the, the expression, the, the term, the concept of gentrification, uh, whereas the terrorist group was also using the concept of gentrification. So this person was accused of being the 
brain of a terrorist group just because of his using the term gentrification. Luckily, these days, that happened some years ago, luckily these days we have many, many people who are using the term gentrification and it's now mainstream. But this activist probably is still in prison and we don't know anything about him. Uh, I have to check again this information, probably there are some news online. But that's one of the real stories that uh, have happened or you can be put in under surveillance because you're reading hummus like uh, some jihadists or some issues like that. And that's not something that is not impossible. Things like that can happen. So even if you think that you are not doing anything wrong, the other side may think that what you're doing is wrong and that you are under investigation. Yeah, that's very interesting, especially what you say that uh, we aren't actually aware of what um, or how, yeah, what what the information we're putting out there um, actually says about ourselves. And I think there's also a, a little mis like misconception of how def like how um, defining. Um, even the location information can be about yourself like uh because normally i think we don't really consider it that personal like your location but it can actually say a lot of things ab about you and um an example also that i wanted to give uh, that i thought was interesting um about ma mass surveillance in particular in like if it is necessary that much as um, we are sometimes told to uh, uh, that it is, um, is the, uh, from a speech by Edward Snowden <laughs> um, on the, uh, uh, I think it was, a, it was a lecture in Harvard University that I, that I saw online, and he explains how um, Actually, mass surveillance can sometimes um, prevent or um, be uh, make it more difficult for agents to find or to um, surveil actually potential criminals because they are so overwhelmed by surveilling everybody. And um, the example is uh the Boston Marathon bombing where the Tsarnaev brothers were pointed out to the NSA by the Russian intelligence but due to resource constraint only a cursory investigation was performed and um yeah apparently it was just too big of a challenge for them to go through all of the constantly incoming data and um yeah so basically uh also in the lectures, Snowden asked the question, should we um, be spending all this effort on mass surveillance programs to the extent that they no longer have effective means of traditional targeted surveillance? And yeah, then my question is, um, if there is, uh, if this is really the true narrative uh, that this actually is so helpful for prevention of crimes and stuff like that yeah um but yeah uh, i totally agree and then um i guess that we all agree on the fact that privacy is a basic human right then 
more or less. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I think it's, I think that, you know, I don't think it's good to assume risk about, to assume risk about anyone else. And I think that that is what that, you know, the assumption of knowledge about that, the assumption of the right to knowledge about anyone else, you know, it assumes that, I think it's kind of based on the assumption that someone else is doing wrong and so therefore you automatically have to be on the defense all the time and I don't think that's just a healthy way of thinking in general. And yeah, I think, so therefore I think privacy should be a right. Yeah, and um, another thing that I wanted to mention is that, um, for example, during the, co now in the, or yeah, in the beginning of the COVID pandemic, um, I mean, I, I guess that a lot of people saw that there were different apps and stuff that um, the governments also were trying to use to track the disease. And it's an interesting question because I can see in a way that like it might be useful to know if you were in contact with some or like next to someone that might have had the disease and stuff. but. In the same time, um, I read that um, one of the most notorious Israeli cyber intelligence companies, the NSO, um, which claims to work with governments around the world to prevent and investigate terrorism and crime to save thousands of lives, um, they have been often in the headlines um, because of their high-end surveillance tools have been deployed against political activists and dissidents and human, right campaign, human rights campaigners and journalists. So it's a little bit suspicious that they are really eager to, yeah, just uh, give their service to the state and to governments and, uh, <laughs> yeah, just expand their... I mean... <laughs> In this case, I really have mixed feelings, you know. I think, I think, you know, on, I think that, I think we can, you know, we can be mad at the person doing the thing, but sometimes, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. You know, if they're doing, if this, if this, if this tool is being used for something that could, that could eventually save lives, I think that then, then it, it's a little bit more worth the risk, the risk of invasion of privacy. Um, particularly if they're going to, because, you know, people go, my, my, because my particularly thing around COVID is that like people, people are always talking about, oh, they're, oh, I don't want to do the vaccine because they're going to give a microchip or something like this, which even if they were going to get a microchip, you have a smartphone. You are tweeting this on your smartphone, yeah. which is tracking your location anyway. Yeah. The government does not need a microchip. If they want to surveil you, they're doing that anyway. So exactly. I think, yeah, I think I think there is a certain point where I think there's a certain point where when it when I don't think that really has a place when it, I don't think that really has a place in public health discussions. Um, that's that's just me at least. But I think do think right now it's also a good time to go to our next song, um, which is by Tashio. Um, um, it's a, actually I can say that it's a Georgian musician. Uh, so the lyrics will be not in English, but in Georgian. And the name of the song is Swipe. Ah, nice. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Thank, and yeah. Okay. Hope y'all enjoy. Oh, this is my mouth, so let's do my 
song thank you for telling thank you for just for introducing it to us elena um yes. yes we're back here on student radio maastricht on rtv maastricht 107.5 fm um this is Zaki. i am here with elena the co-host the guest co-host for today and milena calling in um yeah we're still here talking about surveillance capitalism and how that's affecting society um yeah elena continue with the discussion please yes thank you um Well, the next thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was um, how um, the how tech surveillance is in, is very much uh, possible because of the um, monopoly of um, yeah big tech companies. So um, the fact that they um, all that. For example, yeah, I wanted to talk, for example, about Amazon <laughs> and how um, they are basically capable of doing a lot of the things they are doing because of how big they are and they they have a lot of yeah power because of um, <laughs> their their monopoly over a lot of other businesses and. A lot, and also they have monopoly a lot uh, over a lot of our um, internet space because, um, yeah, for example, a Gartner study from uh, 2016 claims that the Amazon Web Services um, controls 31% of the market in global cloud infrastructure, and the business has been growing. Um, So uh, yeah, I also wanted to uh, talk about Amazon Love because I think it's kind of a funny thing. Um, Amazon Love is this uh, document I think that Jeff Bezos made um, that 
basically lists a lot of things that are cool and not cool to be as um, as a big company. So he says, for example, um, yeah, uh, uh, like, um, wait, sorry, I have to just read. Um, yeah, he says, explorers are cool, but... Um, yeah, people who uh, conquerors are not cool. So explorers are cool, but conquerors are not cool. And you can literally hear him in interviews saying, uh, "Yeah, I'm I'm an explorer, and our company is exploring, and I don't like companies that are trying to conquer." And he says, uh, he writes, uh, "Young is cool. Risk taking is cool. Winning is cool. Polite is cool." Um, inventing is cool, uh, empowering others is cool, um, hypocrisy is not cool, and mercenaries are not cool, missionaries are cool. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about this kind of tactic? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds to me just like a really big exercise in Russell conjugations, you know, just, you know, learning how to say the same thing. Um, but because English, you know, words not only have their own, their own uh, literal meaning, but also an emotional meaning attached to it. And so I find that a lot of times in, ad in advertising and in media in general, um, people will use words like, okay, so like, you know, words like someone was being like, you know, I am firm. You are stub. I, I am for firm. You are you you are obstinate. They are stubborn. You know, they all mean basically the same things, but they all have different connotations. One sounds a lot nicer than the other, in theory. Yeah. And so, companies will use this, and I feel like this, this with this document. You know, it, what you're listing all these things. It's just him just saying, basically how it works, how to just market these things in a way that sounds nice. What about you, Melina? I think it, it works both ways. I mean, we've, we've been talking about surveillance, and obviously surveillance is about getting information about the needs and desires of human beings uh, and their, their secret, their private lives. <clears throat> but it also means the other way around. How do you dictate and how do you manipulate their opinions and their views by using those words and kind of... Um, making them, telling them what is cool. Uh, and I was wondering, for example, about hypocrisy is not cool, but how to expect human beings to be exploited and uh, their rights violated and things like that, and then them be happy. If they don't want to be hypocritical, they become alienated from themselves and their own experience. And that's one of the biggest problems with surveillance capitalism, that uh, it works the other way around as well. You're not only surveilling people, but you are disciplining and punishing them. Wow, well, that... You're well, hypocrite. <laughs> I, I think you just really did put up with the nail on the head there. I mean, yeah, it's... I don't know, I would, yeah, this, yeah. What were you, Elena? Yeah, um... No, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I just also think that it's kind of... Um, yeah, funny when you discover such things about um, people like Jeff Bezos because, I don't know, it just makes 
um <laughs> it just makes him look a little bit um like i guess you can see his um human side a little bit from this document but also in a way it just makes me think that he uh really wants to uh use his words very carefully and in order to yeah i don't know if it really shows a human side i think it shows an attempt to look as human as possible but i don't know if it shows a human side i'm not doesn't mean i'm saying that not like he's not human or anything but i mean it's more so like okay like there's it's 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 a marketing document you know it just makes him yeah yeah it's true yeah exactly um i actually wanted to also say um something about uh the uh workers that that work in amazon and the extent to which amazon um yeah just tries to surveil everybody um especially i think the workers uh, of amazon are a little bit of uh, uh, victims of it right now because um for example they have constant yeah surveillance in the um um in the like uh factories or um how do you call it where they um sort through the <laughs> where they sort through the deliveries and stuff and also they have constant cameras looking um uh or observing and analyzing them in their cars so in the vans that they deliver with um and these cameras also speak to them so like if they are not um looking at the road or something like that which of course in a way it's it's i mean it can be helpful but but in the same time um so basically what i'm trying to say is that what i'm trying to say is that um yeah amazon um increases the work that uh, every worker has to do every day based on their observation of what the worker has done the previous day so this means that you have you have constantly increasing workload and then um i assume i mean i know like i've read how a, a lot of the workers are very yeah just um tired or overworked i mean there was even this case of the pregnant lady getting a miscarriage i think two weeks ago because of um yeah because uh amazon didn't didn't agree to give her less work even though she complained about it or asked for less and they even um yeah they surveil um workers if they want to unionize so i think this is um kind of crazy uh that they are they literally have like statistics and observations uh to prevent unionizing and they uh yeah they spread propaganda in I think we can go on forever talking about Amazon honestly Yeah like, Yeah I mean, exactly This is with Amazon just go on forever and ever and I think it just kind of just that company really doesn't encapsulate encapsulates all of the issues with this with this culture around security I mean, yeah, and not, how yeah. security is not, the, how you know this culture this ca- I mean, security is, how the capital how security and capitalism are just kind of and we haven't even mentioned yeah. Alexa yet <laughs> let's not even go there but, but let's go to our first song for let's go to our next song honestly before we just go before the show just go be, ends up being completely about Amazon yes so what's the next song Elena 
yes. The next song is uh, by Cadence uh, and Cadence Weapon, and it's called On Me. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. On me, on me. You gotta watch out for the lurkers out there, you know. Got cash on me, credit card, got scans on me, got bands on me, tax man, got plans on me, started tracking me, face ID on me, white programmers, so they don't see it's me. Got fans on me, IG story, know where I be. All geotag, got brands on me, got ads on me, not asking me, but they're still on me, got scams on me. Look at me, I never get lonely. Know where I'm at, don't even phone me. When I'm home, I know they see, do it all voluntarily. Huh? On me, on me, everything on me, on me. A lot of these things are off key. Chillers in my yard and get where they watch me. I step out the CCTV clocks me. On the bubble, that man shots keys. Officer, I know my game got weed, so move up and get your hands off me. I know it looks like I got bags on me, but I'm VPN, I'll be anywhere I wanna be. The back. Yo, I don't know they're watching through phones. Yep. And the fans they watch big on phones, so everybody's pre and the side of tingles. Okay. So, I go. Me not watch nothing apart from my P's. Check out the T's and C's I've involved. I wanna do my tries to do with them in code. CCTV got eyes on me, they're finding me Bright lights look right on me, no privacy Fine print, but they're lying to me Drones in the sky, but it's fine to me, it's fine to me Got cops on me, think they might get the drop on me Got dope, got guns, got props on me, that's not on me Got my name in registry, so they stay on me, won't let me free Might call up my MPP, never mind, they won't listen to me, don't listen to me Got phones on me, everyone I know on me Got mic on me, recording me, no red light on, no session fee Got apps on me, Google car got maps on me Think they got some facts on me, but they lost track when I cracked my screen <laughs> Actually, hidden cameras got a lock on me, they stalk on me On the block, ad block on me, out the picture got crop on me Check my browser, history, they can't get to me Offline when I hit the street, that's history, I'm a mystery On me, on me, everything on me, on me On me, on me, everyone on me, on me On me, on me, everything on me, on me On me, on me, everyone on me, on me Leave you on scene, you know what I mean On me, on me, they're on me, on me Extra, extra, read all about it Leave you on read, leave you on scene Audi, Audi Perhaps you've used facial recognition when checking in for a flight Or when you need to unlock your iPhone But this technology is also used by the police And that's when things can get complicated The software is used to scan faces, measuring facial features and recording the data. But the initial data it uses mostly comes from white faces, meaning people of color can be misidentified. Ooh, I really like that point at the end of the song about uh, how they how the cameras can recognize black faces versus white faces because it really reminds me of that recent controversy that was on Twitter where um, where. Where the where it was like Twitter was recognized could would would in photos like so Twitter would automatically zoom in on certain photos and they would recognize they would recognize white white faces but not recognize black faces like across the board no matter where the black person was was on the top of the photo was in the middle of the photo whether it was the big face or the small face it would always zoom in on the white face um, and so that was something that was interesting that I just noticed based on the end of the song but anyways. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. This is Aki, your um, co-host and tech for today. Also here with guest co-host Elena and calling in Milena um, talking about surveillance capitalism. Yes, Elena, please continue the discussion. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also really like uh, some of the points that are in this song. Um, and yeah, actually, for the next um, question, I wanted to talk about um, like how um, political control can be established through surveillance or um, yeah, like how uh, how can, for example, um, sur- like uh, surveillance uh, capitalism be used to distract us from I don't know certain political issues for example so there are uh, I just wanted to mention that there are uh, a lot of um, cases where uh, and and I uh, wanted to also recommend to everybody to watch um, All Hail the Algorithm by um, Ali Ray um, online because it's a really good series of documentaries and there she interviews um, uh, people who are working in this field and uh, for example one of the documentaries is talking about uh, Mexican um, uh, bot situation where they have a lot of bots that are constantly uh, or used to be bots, but now they are deploying people to act as bots because um, it's just very effective. Um, not because, yeah, normally it's used by advertisers, bots, um, but uh, politicians are also realizing that it's a very effective way of uh, just manipulating. Yeah, the discussions that are happening online and stuff like that. So I wanted to ask maybe Milena also to respond to that a little bit. Well, I mean, if I if I, I can if I can I can start. I mean, to me, it just yeah. sounds like just Sorry. how social media algorithms just work in general. Um, I mean, everything. I mean, social. I mean, social media is just created like it the algorithm wants to generate conflict because that's what feeds the algorithm that's what generates likes and clicks and things like this and so it gener- it creates conflict and so it will ma- feed you you know if you spend all your time in social media you will get down you that's how you tell that's why people get in this cycle of like doom scrolling just scrolling through twitter and just getting in really bad headspaces because that's all the algorithm is showing you because it wants to put you in that kind of headspace so that you keep, so that you just keep scrolling um, and I think that's really how the that's also how a lot of these conspiracy theories and things kind of get spread. Things like QAnon, which is just spread through social media. I think a lot of it is just based on you know surveillance, knowing who this person, you know, knowing how to target the people who are most li- li- most liable to believe some kind of conspiracy. I don't know, Melina, what do you think? I think it's like everything else. Internet can work both ways. It can work for good or bad. I mean, I'm defining good and bad from a progressive perspective. So you can use the same algorithms or at least similar algorithms to make it work for you. And uh, it's all about, as Max put it, it's about sizing the means of production and getting allies, people who can help us do the same for our purposes and for being progressive or open and making Internet a more egalitarian space. And uh, that brings me back to the question of privacy. Uh, yes, pri- privacy is a human right, but it used to be a human right about 10, 15 years ago. At that point, we have missed the point to intervene. 
at that stage, what we have to do is to flow the internet with private data and to normalize as much as possible of our experiences just to um, make some sort of, um, of resistance. So that's my solution. On one hand, uh, using algorithms and bots and messages and framing the issues that we want to discuss ourselves. And on the other hand, to flood and normalize as much as possible private experiences in order to countervail. I mean, it's about harm reduction because we have missed the chance to intervene uh, until about 2010. <clears throat> Client-to-client applications were not a problem. So you were able to communicate online and electronically and digitally without being um, observed. Uh, most notably with BlackBerry had the service of Messenger, uh, which was client to client and because of one of the riots, which was considered the wrong riot, which was considered a bad riot, uh, they introduced the notion that all client to client services have to be um, ended and that we all have to make our data available. And since we agreed to that 10, 15 years ago, it's uh, a bit funny to speak now about the right to privacy because we have sold it long time ago. (laughs) So what we have to do now is just to make it such that private data is no longer embarrassing, that it cannot incriminate it. So speak as much as possible about your sexual experiences, about your um, illicit drug taking experiences, about your protesting, about your rioting, about your organizing. That's the solution for me. I Wow, I like that. I really like that insight. Thank you so much for saying that. And yeah, um, it's about time to go to our next song and then our closing because we're only we're running out the hour soon. But our next song is by Yule. Um, it is called Pixel Affection. I hope you all enjoy it.
Yes, you are still listening to Student Radio Maastricht um, and the, songs, the song Pixel Affection by Yol. Um, I'm here. This is Aki, host in tech for today, here with guest co-host Elena and Milena calling in. And yeah, we're just closing off the show, Elena. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to um, mention one thing that I thought was kind of, um, I don't know, I just really like this um, definition that Milena mentioned in another interview um that was um about how we can maybe interpret conspiracy theories as the urban myths and legends um uh yeah milena do you want to say something about that <laughs> oh wow that's going to be brilliant of me but yes i will so basically what i'm trying to say that there is no much difference between the scientific method in terms of validity and reliability and the conspiracy theories because people are doing research in the way in which we, the researchers, are doing it but without all the uh, application forms, without all the timesheets. They just do their research because it's a question, it's a matter of life and death. And uh, they don't have to report, they don't have to place the funder. Uh, so basically, they just don't have access to that much information like we do, but the information they reach to is much more reliable than what we, the scientists, um, very often achieve. And that's why my point is that we should read conspiracy theories the ways in which myths and legends have been read with morale from these stories and to use them to learn from them because most of the conspiracy theories they have a seed of truth in them yeah and that's the truth than what we as scientists can reach into formalized context yeah exactly and i think it's also very interesting to analyze it from the point of view that um yeah, I think, yeah, there is a lot of uh, truth sometimes in conspiracy theories and uh, they are, I think, also caused by the fact that um, we feel like a very strong, maybe, this balance of the information that we uh, get versus what the authorities, uh, the, the amount of knowledge that the authorities have on us, especially because of this mass surveillance. And uh, yeah, I just wanted uh, lastly to invite you to the presentation of my project, which is on the 24th of August. You can read a little bit more information about it on the IARTS website, on the IARTS2021.com website. Um, and yeah, this last song is a little bit more positive by Sophie Immaterial. Yes, and before we go, I just want to make sure we thank you, RTB Maastricht, for letting us use your space, thank you for having us broadcast every week, you know. We wouldn't be here without you. Well, not on the air. Um, and also, thank you, Milena, so much for joining us. Um, it was thank a really you. great conversation. Thank you for adding all of these insights. Yes. Thank, thank you, you, Milena. Yeah. Then it's a wonderful project, so I encourage everyone to take it down. Uh, it's very informative and rich. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. I am honestly flattered. And yeah, 
so yeah so as we've already said the last song is immaterial by sophie um have a great next have a great next rest of the hour the last, last two minutes of the hour um before we come back with our next hour um yeah listen to student radio maastricht on rtv maastricht 107.5 fm have a good one Girl, in the eyes of my inner child, but I could be anything. 